Hello and welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and ripping into your favorite retro cartoons with a special focus on the best worst among them all, Gem and the Holograms. I'm Jocelyn Laws. And I'm Michael Delamonte. And together we will be your guides through the highs and many, many lows of Gem and the wonderful world of subpar animation. Today we are turning a critical, you know, generally bitchy eye towards the sixth episode of season one, which is titled Starbright Part One, Falling Star. That's right, folks. Yet another multi-part episode to keep us on the edges of our collective seats, because, you know, nothing will get me through this show like a cliffhanger. Um, (laughs) And like many of the episodes in this series, Falling Star is written by Gemophile-in-Chief, Christy Marks. Kudos to Jocelyn for that. I did not come up with it. You're Uh, welcome. Yes, yes. Many thank yous to the world. Thanks you, Jocelyn. (laughs) And uh, here's Christy Mark's summary of the episode to guide us through the winding, befuddling, and at times, unnecessarily complex journey that is this episode. So, Howard is throwing Gem and the Holograms a party to celebrate the start of their movie. Anthony, if you remember who that is, introduces Gem to video, who wants to film a documentary about the film. The first day at the studio, Gem and the Holograms find out that the studio has been sold. Eric is now in charge of the picture. He has a new script and plans to make the new co-stars of the movie, The Misfits, the hottest stars in Hollywood. The contract says that if Gem and the Holograms fail to perform for any reason, they're out. That was the longest thing in the world. I don't even yeah. know. It sounds and simple, but also, what? Yeah, that is so much. And like, someone's name is Video? Yeah. How peculiar. <laughs> I wonder what they do. Oh, they film a documentary. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we'll get more on that bullshit uh, in a second. Because while all of that happens, a lot of other fuckery goes down in this episode. It is hard to even know how to really wrap your head around it. Yeah, I totally agree. I had to start and stop this episode like 50 times. I also watched it twice back to back. Oh, Wow. Yeah, dude, I, like, really tried to understand this episode. Yeah, how you feeling, TV. though, a back-to-backer? That's, uh, that's intense. Yeah, it was a really intense couple hours for me over here. <laughs> well, a couple hours, all right. Yeah, dude, I was, like, doing research and, uh, typing things up. You're welcome. Yes, uh, everyone, Jocelyn puts way more effort into this and most other things. <laughs> Rude. I meant that in a nice way, like, you actually care. <laughs> I thought you meant other things in my life. <laughs> I'm just letting everything fall apart while I only care about this. No, 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 no. I much more meant like you put effort into this and all other aspects of your life. Or at least an aspect that I do not put any effort. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. <laughs> that's a beautiful moment of friendship right there for you folks. Exactly. Lust in it. Lust in it? Soak it Bask up. in it? Bask. I, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Jocelyn. Soak it up, bitches. Soak it up. So before we jump into the nitty gritty of this episode, and I will warn you, there is a lot of nitty gritty, (laughs) a lot of unnecessary details. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I like like the excessive use of nitty gritty, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll use it as much as I possibly can. Please, because it sounds kind of dirty. Right? It sounds super dirty. Up my nick grits. (laughs) 
the nitty gritty titty committee. Oh, dude, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that means, but I like it. <laughs> Me too. It's like really dirty boobs. I yeah, with sand on it. Sand. <laughs> like all up in the nipple areas. Or like couscous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Interesting, uh, interesting offshoot, offshoot there. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, before we get into the nitty gritty, the nit grits, I would like to highlight some trivia about this episode. And I would like to shout out rockgem.com for doing the hard research so I didn't have to. I kind of just went to their site and uh, took a couple facts. So thank you. Yeah, you did it. Journalism. I did it. (laughs) Exactly. So according to rockgem.com, beginning in this episode, the main outfits and the faces of the characters were altered to look more like the Hasbro dolls, um, which is a kind of interesting fact, I guess. Um, so, for instance, uh, Jem's pink belt becomes white. Which I also, think I Jer- kind of noticed. Did you? Because I, li- I didn't notice at all. I like. I think it like it went from being a very light pink to a more silvery sash. And I, okay. if you remember in the uh, in the commercial still image that they show, I'm pretty sure it's always been a silver sash there. Uh, but in the show, I guess it's been lightly pink. Anyway, she's had the. She's definitely had the sash. Okay, cool. So that checks out. And then also, Jerrica's pink and blue striped dress with a red belt, a hat, and pink shoes became white and blue striped with a white belt without a hat and blue shoes, which, like, con- congrats, Jerrica, for no longer wearing a shitty hat, And I guess. honestly, dude, I straight up wrote down the moment you see her in an outfit without a shitty hat, and I was like, oh, Jerrica looks pretty good. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I think I wrote it down. I don't think I had a single moment like that in this entire episode where I was like, oh, Jerrica looks good. Except when she was Jem. But we'll get to that, too. Yeah. Well, I often like what Jerrica looks like as Jem. Uh, I just never what Jerrica looks like. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, get into this episode. Uh, the Dirty Deets. Uh, the Nickrits, if you will. So the um, it starts off as it often does with a small girl reading uh, the <laughs> basically what happened in the last episode. Uh, yes. To which an interesting uh, point that they, there's like a little bit of a time jump because she's like six months ago, all this shit happened. The past five episodes. So I, I'm thinking we're getting like a little. This is mo- moved forward in time since the Battle of the Bands, or maybe it it was from episode one to episode five. Maybe like four or five months happened, and now we're one month ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I was under the impression that she was saying that um, they've had that competition between the Misfits and the Holograms for the past six months. And, um, like, Howard Stern six months... Or, Howard Stern. (laughs) (laughs) Howard Sands. Six months ago, Howard Sands, like, uh, devised this competition. That's kind of what I was, that was kind of the impression I was under. Which makes a little bit more sense because now they're in like starting the production of the movie, which was already kind of hinted at in those episodes. Uh, either way. Hinted at? It was uh, like whatever. stated plainly yeah, <laughs> multiple times, much to my confusion each time. Right, 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 right. I was trying to give it maybe a little more sophistication than it deserves. <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, no worries. I forgive you. So, <laughs> like uh, Christy says, um, Howard Sands throws a party for Gem and the Holograms to celebrate the start of their movie. A fabulous party. Which, 
yeah, a fabulous party with all like the glamorous, ethnically diverse, rich people in attendance. But what is really confusing about this party to me is that he's throwing it for her, but it's at Jerrica's mansion, the orphanage. And Jerrica is like doing all the work and is using like orphan free labor. <laughs> yeah, that actually is true. I did. I definitely noticed the like l- children feeding all of the rich adults. Uh, I love that. <laughs> really loved it. Uh, but I forgot the that underlying element of Howard Sands is throwing the party for her. But yeah, it's at Jerrica's house, which technically was his. So I understand that a little bit more. But he couldn't pay for caterers, so these children don't have to work into the night. Yeah, right? And, like, wouldn't caterers do a better job of feeding these, like, rich, fancy people anyway? Like, what expertise do these orphans have? Uh, I, yeah, none, none. They're, they're children. They're kind of stupid, too. Yeah, and moreover, the optics of, like, locking these children away out of sight, like, in the kitchen while they cook food for <laughs> these adults is not great. <laughs> They're learning work ethic. They're getting that moral fiber Jerrica loves so much. You know, it's uh, character building. Yeah, Jerrica really needs to relax with that mor- moral fiber bullshit. Yeah, she really does. Um, but to the party itself, I actually, I do want to, because there was, it was a very ethnically diverse party, which I give them credit for, to which if you spot in the crowd, there is definitely Indian Little Red Riding Hood. Like, the woman's outfit <laughs> is Little Red Riding Hood, but she's like an Indian woman. It's great. I did not notice that at all, but I commend your observation skills. No problem, no problem. And I, I think at some point in this party, we also, like, I don't know, this isn't the outfit I was thinking of that we just discussed, but Jerrica kind of, like, looks good. Like, she has, like, a bow thing and, like, an open black, open back blouse. I don't think she's wearing, like, a, a visually disgusting hat. No, she looks pretty good, I would say, for Jerrica. She just looks like an average 80s woman. Right, 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 right. Which is, you know a five as opposed to like an offensive two. (laughs) I just, yeah, she at least looked like someone wearing an outfit I've seen before. Whereas with her various wench outfits, I'm not really sure where the inspiration for that is coming from because I like, did people in the eighties look like that? No, Jocelyn, you're like, the inspiration is coming from wenches. They wanted her to look like a wench. That's very inspired, I must say. Yeah, exactly. You never see that. Uh, So everyone's partying at this fancy party that is fueled by the tears of orphan children. (laughs) Uh, And Candace de Boisin is there. And she kind of busts... She's, like, getting ready with all the uh, the holograms and uh, gem. I'm pretty sure she's there, too, yeah. And she's busting out all of her clothes. And she does say, look at all the, like, gem fashions I made. And is this the first time we've heard fashions in the plural? It might be, actually. Because I don't know if I've ever heard them... They've said, like, the normal use of the word fashion before, but I've never heard them refer to an outfit or article of clothing as a fashion. Yeah, I. this might be the first time, actually, and it won't be the last. <laughs> yes, of course not, of course not. Uh, but that's, I think, maybe the first time, so I'd like to just, you know, notify this moment in history. Yep, thank you. No problem. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this moment. Actually, I enjoyed this entire episode, I'm not gonna lie. Um, there's so many things happening. 
Um, I, I actually, I don't know, I found parts of this episode infuriating, by which I mean solely Clash. I hate Clash <laughs> more than any other character. I would rather see Ashley on screen than fucking Clash. Um, yeah, I agree, but we'll get to Clash. Yeah, we'll get to Clash, and then awful. I'll get, like, I already, like, you, know, you can tell I'm a little bit angry, but, like, I'll get, I'll get furious. Yeah, and rightfully so. So, um, during this entire party, Jerrica is kind of feverishly switching back and forth from Jem to herself, and, like, dodging, like, talking to Rio, dodging Rio, kind of running all over the place, and um, she gets in contact with Synergy to check up on her and was like, Synergy, like, I'm changing back and forth so much. Can you handle this? To which Syner- Synergy- Synergy's like, you know, no, no, dude, it's all good. I can admit 600 illusions at once. <laughs> like, don't stress, girl. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Synergy is holding it down. 100%. She's like, yeah, Jerrica, like, do a bunch of business. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but this is a particularly, like, confusing time for Rio, I guess, who seems to have, like, wholeheartedly accepted the fact that he's super turned on by Jem. In a, in a very forward, like, full <laughs> sleaze ball like, style, though, because as soon as he sees Jem in a dress, he says verbatim, you're so hot, you'll mel- melt the cameras. And she's like, <laughs> dude, like, you have a girlfriend, she's at this party. Yeah, and um, then he, like, plants one on her, you know, unproblematically, whereas before he was a little tormented about it, now he's just like, yeah, Jem gives me a huge boner, and uh, I'm gonna lean into it. Yeah, and, like, effectively makes her his side piece? Pretty much. Um, Yeah, and so this interaction is cut short. Um, by the weird, like, Peggy Hill-looking house lady. Right, right. I kind of love her. I don't know if she's been given... I think she's, like, Miss something. Miss Grant? Miss Grant? I don't know. I feel like they give they give her a name <laughs> and you sometimes hear it. But it, she's not a, an important enough character that we actually know her name. Yeah, she's, like, a maid or something. She's the help. Yeah, she's the, yeah, she's the one really caring for the children, I gather. Yeah, the nanny or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Peggy Hill woman tries to find Jerrica because she needs to let her know that, um, Bonnie is having trouble with her eyes. Yeah, Bonnie which, has, uh, some shitty eyes going on. And just so you know, Bonnie is one of the orphans. Right, right, um, right. And not, very, it's not Bonnie, it's Bonnie, just so everyone is aware. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to spell that. But... I literally think it's like B-O-N-E-E, but I could be wrong. Okay. I think so. All right, fair enough. Um, so yeah, this is the introduction to a subplot that <laughs> I don't even know why it's in here. It yeah. lasts for maybe like 40 seconds. Exactly. Like we see it in the first five minutes of the episode and in the last 15 seconds of the episode. The only <laughs> time this has any relevance to anything going on. Yeah, my prediction is that in part two they'll kind of explore it more. Right, right. But at that point, like, why make it a two-parter, you know? Like, it could just be the next episode, you know? (laughs) I don't know why they do half the things they do on the show. I, there was so much happening in this episode that I don't even know, yeah, what they were Oh, and actually, also, question, with all this, like, Jem, Jerrica, switching a ruse going down, Jem was in the 
room with Countess de Bovizan and all the holograms trying on clothes. And the Countess gives her an outfit to wear. But yes. then afterwards, Jem reverts back to Jerrica and then back to Jem, losing and regaining the dress. Like, it's... I don't know. Maybe maybe I explained it already because she was Jem, then she was Jerrica, then when she went back to Jem. So Jericho's clothes were the illusion and not the dress. That's really confusing. I'm very yeah. <laughs> I made myself confused. It's best not to think about these things. No, I think I think it's for the best that we don't. Um right. so anyway, um Jem, Jerrica turns back into Jem because Anthony Julian wants to introduce Jem to some woman named Vivian Montgomery, whose nickname is Video, who is like the best videographer in the land. So Which, that's like, why her you, name is Video. Right. And how does one, how do you get that kind of title? How do you get that kind <laughs> of name? Like they couldn't make her like Lens or... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, even frame or something, but fucking <laughs> video. Yes, I make videos. She is the video. She's so good at videos that she just embodies yeah, yeah. video. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is also like the main, I think like like a, a great relic of um, the time period this is from. Because like nowadays, does anyone know to call like anything a video? We don't have like video cassettes anymore. Or video tapes. Uh, well, we call things video chat, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, this this show old. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> also true. Um, so yeah, you get, um, you get you get video, but right before video is introduced, we get a small glimpse at, as I uh, mentioned earlier, perhaps the most grating of all characters. A woman named Clash, who is Video's cousin, I'm pretty sure she says. Yeah, it's her cousin. It's her cousin. And basically, Clash's whole thing is being loud and obnoxious, uh, which is most, it's like several other characters' things, much like Pizzazz and Roxy. But um, Clash really stands out for her wrist bracelet symbols that she <laughs> clashes together and makes a loud noise to annoy everyone with at various moments. Uh, it's so a, unnecessary. So unnecessary. So grating. Her hair is awful. Uh, I have nothing next to say about Clash. Yeah, to give you a sense of what her hair looks like, it's basically a pink and blue afro with a rat tail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like very a, unkempt. Yeah, it's an atrocity. It's a fucking war crime. <laughs> war crime is is true. I agree with that. <laughs> it's uh, an assault on the eyeballs and exactly. all of my and senses. the soul and the soul. Truly, it, it, <laughs> it's like an arrow to my physical and metaphorical heart. Wow, that's mm. a lot. And not in like the cute cupid way, in like the vengeance kind of a way. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I felt it was very important I make that distinction, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, no, you're not stricken by love for her. No, 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 no. It's much it's... more like her awful demeanor and visage hurls a harpoon at my, <laughs> the very core of who I am physically and emotionally. So you hate her more than Ashley. Yes, to summarize. 
I mean, at, at least Ashley is, like, a preteen, right? Like, she can't help being awful. Exactly, but, like, this exactly. woman is, like, her full, mani- the full manifestation of who she is. And, like, and she gets depressing. off on it. She's like, yeah, I'm fucking loud. Clash. And it's like, oh, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And we learn later that she's the Misfits' biggest fan. Right, right, right. makes sense. Which, I don't know. I think she just, like, said that to be, you know, a shit disturber. She wanted to, like, get yeah. in and, like, clash it around. Uh, I don't buy, I don't buy the real misfit love. Fair. I mean, like, they are a duplicitous bunch, and I'm sure they attract more duplicitous people, you know? You think, you think the misfit, I, yeah, I guess the misfits are duplicitous, but also very, I, like, they're not sneaky. They can be. They can be, they try to be, but I don't think very successfully, mainly because I think Roxy and Pizzazz are, like, kind of too stupid. Uh, but they're also, like, very upfront. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know what I mean? They're conniving, I would say, more than anything. Yeah, I and mean, they, yeah, they do scheme. They have, they try to hatch some schemes and such. Uh, they're just also, I don't know, I feel like they do it poorly because they're very obvious about everything. Yeah, for sure. I think Eric Raymond is probably a little bit better at scheming. Oh, yeah, Eric's king of schemes. King of schemes. So... Let's um move along. Right, to... right, right. So uh, we're back at the party. We like Jerrica's like rummaging around doing her shit, and we that's when we see the orphans in the kitchen in a little bit of child labor. Uh, and Rio pulls Jericho away to kind of be like, oh, you know, enjoy the party or some shit. Uh, and Jerrica says to Rio, like, Jem looks pretty good, doesn't she? And it's like, Jericho, what are you playing at here? And Rio says, like, she makes the air sizzle like some dazzling dream. And it's like, dude, why (laughs) would you say that to your girlfriend? I know. Uh, And then he goes on to say, you're not like Jem. You're responsible and comfortable to be with, which no one wants to hear ever. Uh, Right. But then Jerrica, you know, responds, you make me feel like an old pair of shoes, which I get. But it's also like, yeah, Jerrica, like, you are kind of like an old pair of shoes. For sure. Yeah, you really bring nothing, you bring no glitz or glam, you know what I mean? Like, you don't dazzle, and no, that's yeah. kind of your, You. it's kind of your fault, you choose to be that way. Yeah, and she's all, like, sturdy and steadfast instead of being, you know, spunky and glitzy. And fun. Yeah, and fun. <laughs> um... But uh, Rio's like, oh, well, like, I can make you feel better or whatever. And then they kiss, which brings us to the song, Who Is He Kissing? Which seems to, like, take us into Jerrica's paranoid mind. Right, which features a lot of silhouettes. I'm just saying, this video is, like, silhouette on silhouette on silhouette action. Yeah, um, that sounds like a hot porn. Right? (laughs) Shadow porn. Shadow porn. Ooh, that's our thing now. No one steal it, okay? Yeah, no one steal it. We're, we, we do shadow porn. You, you suck it. <laughs> that's what we're doing after this. Yeah, exactly. That's Gen um, Girls After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our sil- silhouettes in, like, questionable, suggestive positions. Yeah, but, like, we also have giant wigs on. Obviously. So we look like them, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, Who Is It Kissing, which actually I don't mind the song only for the fact that at one point it goes like, Who Is It Kissing? And then it ends with the, the, 
poo in the background, which I really like. I really like that part in the background singers. one of the better ones of Gem and the Holograms. And I think all of the songs from this episode are quite strong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we'll get to my favorite in a little bit. Uh, by far the best. But anyways, I also want to shout out in this episode for a trippy visual. And they always do love their creepy corridors in this show. But you basically <laughs> get like a lip hallway where it's lips on every <laughs> on the floor ceiling and like two walls and it's Jim or Jerrica like running towards the camera and lips are just running by her it's it's intense yeah that's definitely my favorite part of this video and um good visual good visual yeah so anyway um after the song ends, Jerrica kind of runs away for whatever reason. I forget it's why. Honestly, Probably... she's like, she's a lesbian. She's not into it. She runs away. I get it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And anyway, um, the Misfits are, meanwhile, spying on the party from what we learn is Pizzazz's father's mansion. Right, right, right. Which I think is um, the first time we're like, maybe, I think they referenced Pizzazz's wealth in the past. But this is the first time I think we're like seeing it in action. Yeah, for sure. Because um, Roxy was like, who knew that you were so rich, right? Right, like, right, right. Like, this house is amazing. And Pizzazz, to which Pizzazz replies, well, we have more homes. Well, no, you know, he was so... like, you know, we have bigger ones, too, you know, or something like that. Right, yeah. Like, oh, nice flex, dude. <laughs> right? She's not humble at all. No. But I really like how Pizzazz here is like, look at how much fun they're having. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and as they creepily spy and loathe on uh, Gem and the Holograms, they're pissed off that they're not going to have their own movie, and Roxy's like, oh, we can make our own movie. To which Mizaz is like, right, right, This all options are open when you're extremely wealthy. Yeah, so she basically um, goes into her dad's huge office and asks for a movie studio for her birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big tycoon energy, big money energy. Big money Love energy. Love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> About those oil fields. <laughs> pump them for all they're worth. Yeah, we'll pollute the land. I don't care. Just give me my million. <laughs> um. So yeah. Then um. So after meeting the best character in the show. Uh, basically, Pizzazz hires Eric to run the movie studio. Which we get in, like, a nice reveal where, I think, like, Gem and the Holograms are going to the movie studio, and they're getting ready, and then they, like, go in, like, oh, who's, like, the new people part of the movie? And it's the Misfits. And then Pizzazz, like, drops down what happened. Like, my dad bought the whole studio, and you know who's gonna run it? And we get a sick, like, swivel chair turnaround <laughs> reveal of Eric being like, I'm the one. I'll be ruining your lives for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that was a master plan on their part, can't lie. Exactly. Great presentation. Uh, and we also, like, t like they 
as Jerrica says, she's like, how are you out of jail? And Eric reminds us again what you can do with la- lawyers if you, like, pay them enough. Which we've already right. heard him say. Uh, <laughs> Why well, did, like, it's so funny that they just needed to have him say that exact line Yeah, it's like, again. if you didn't learn the first time, kids, here's again. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And then we cut to commercial because the tension is so high. Jam will be right back after these messages. For centuries, women have impatiently waited for the men they love to return from the sea. At Christmas time, there's no better way to express that love than a gift of Old Spice. Old Spice. Fresh. Clean. Masculine. Sensual. A wonderful gift for a man. A wonderful way to please a woman. This Christmas, give Old Spice to someone you love. Uh, and we come back and they're basically just like, yo, make the movie Eric's way or get the fuck out to which like just quit the film if they really wanted to. Uh, but you know, they're they're soldiering on and we go to the next day. And, um, so basically the deal is the misfits will be the new co-stars of the movie and there's nothing the holograms can do about it. Right, right, right. Um, and they have a new script as well. Right, which to include the misfits and whatever stylistic narrative uh, choices they wanted to make or inclusions. Uh, so we're going to, uh, they're driving up to the set and they're passing through the Wild West set and they go to soundstage number 20. I think that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> the details. Yeah, yeah. Michael. I wrote down 20, but I really don't remember myself actually looking and like, anyways. <laughs> uh, and you got Julian Andrews. That's his name, right? The, uh, the, Anthony uh, Julian. And- <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, you can see how I would make that mistake, right? <laughs> yeah, Julian yeah, Andrews, Eddie. Anthony, Julie. <laughs> Thomas Edwards. <laughs> Carl Michaels. <laughs> Frank Howards. Uh, um, Steven Silvio. Steven Silvio. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. You can't ethnic it up. You have to give very. That's uh, pretty. That's a pretty hot name. I, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Anthony Julian, not Julian Andrews, <laughs> <laughs> um, is bitching to Eric about all the script changes. He's the director and da 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 da. And uh, Jim kind of walks in wearing a dope jumpsuit. I think this is the first thank time we see her jumpsuit. It's amazing. Thank you. Uh, I really yeah. want one just like it. It's really great. So basically, it's a very, like, a super sleek gray mechanics jumpsuit yeah, with a yeah. pink belt. Yeah, it's it's tight. And she's looking all, like, lithe and limber. It's great. So, Gem and the Holograms now have to go into makeup. Right, right. Which, um, I think this is one of the first times as well we actually have them acknowledge the, like, physical limitations of all this illusion casting. Because normally, like, cast an illusion and it's like, they kind of forget what's real, what isn't. But in this circumstance, they actually point out, they're like, Jem, if you go get your makeup done, the makeup lady is going to be able to tell that you're just an illusion, so you can't have your makeup done here. Right. Um, Which Jem does come up with a clever workaround that by telling her, like, hey, listen, like, I have to do my own makeup. (laughs) To which the downside, though, she comes off like a bitch uh, because Pizzazz, in all her 
you know, expert scheming glory basically tells the uh, makeup person beforehand, like, you know that gem, she's real fussy, she's not gonna want you to do her makeup kind of thing, and lo and behold, that's exactly what happens, so uh, that makeup lady fucking hates gem afterwards. Yeah, she's, like, really going around, like, gossiping about how awful gem is right. after that, <laughs> which is, like, lady, relax, I but I guess it's, like, one of the tricks of the trade, you know, like, I guess hairstylists and makeup artists are, like, inherently kind of bitchy like that, that or, like, I don't maybe know. it's, like, just don't fuck with the makeup people, you know, they're the people who, like, make you look good, like, you should be nice, not a bitch about it. Yeah, that's very true. That's a lesson for all you rock stars out there. Exactly. A lesson from us to you. <laughs> because we have that authority, <laughs> rock stars. And expertise of and experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, hopefully no one actually delves into our credentials there. Because Pizzazz uh, basically like makes some sort of announcement. Uh, all I have written here is Pizzazz basically makes a quote-unquote announcement to put everyone in place. Such a power move. I actually don't remember what she's talking about. Yeah, so basically she's like, okay, like, hear ye, hear ye, like, listen up, bitches. Like, even though my father owns the studio, yes. I want you to treat me like, <laughs> right, such a flex. Um, even though my father own, owns the studio, I'd like, I would like you to treat me like any other star. And she's like, can I just have a chair, please? And then some guy, like, swoops in and takes the chair that Kimber is about to sit on. And she, like, almost falls back, but she's caught by this, like, strapping young lad. Right, right. Jeff Wright, I think his name is? Yeah, he's a stuntman. Yeah, and yeah. he's, like, all up in Kimber's business. Like, he wants that. And Kimber is, like, not really into him at all. She sees the star of the movie walk by, and she's kind of swoons. Right, you know? right. And with the, the, uh, the super sexy dude's name, uh... Nick something? I, I only have, like, Nick something, but she has a hot, but Kimber has a hot for him. Yeah, Nick something. Nick something, Nick something. Um, well, I also it, described as this blonde bombshell, because quite honestly, for a cartoon, the dude's got it going on. Yeah, he has this kind of sandy, beachy, kind of all-American, rugged thing going on, like, kind of like a Brad Pitt. Yeah, like, meets. early Brad Pitt, but, like, I guess, like, blonder hair, uh... Yeah, he's pretty fine. Yeah, but as we learn... Foyne. Oh, yeah, Foyne. But also, as we <laughs> learn shortly thereafter, a complete creeper, because uh, he immediately just starts aggressively hitting on Jem. Um, I think one of the, one of his lines is, "I always fall in love with my leading ladies." And it's like, dude, uh, could you be any more of a predator? Yeah, and also he's like bringing her, like escorting her into a corner or like a dark <laughs> part of the studio to go over their love scene. Right, like, hashtag Jem 2, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not into that. But what I am into is when um, Roxy kind of goes in and tries to um, pick up the stuntman, right, right, and right. he brushes her off by saying, like, uh, sorry, I gotta go fall off a roof or something, which is hilarious. Hilarious? Like, cause... super cunty. Um, <laughs> like, the meanest thing you could say. But then I did, I did rationalize it because, like, he's a stuntman, so him falling off a roof isn't completely out of the ordinary, uh, but still, uh, super mean. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cutting. But, um, you know, she deserves it because she's a bitch. That's so true. If anyone deserves it, it's Roxy. Uh, yeah, and I hope that the children viewing the show will be able to understand that. Maybe. I'll give you a maybe on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. If it it might be a little bit too nuanced a for a child. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And maybe entirely unintentional on the show's part anyways. So here, yeah. we, I, I misspoke earlier, because this, this is the part where uh, motherfucking Clash comes in. Because you have Clash, she's, she's driving up, uh, and she addresses herself as Miss Montgomery. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. Uh, and then Miss Montgomery, who's actually video, as we, I think, maybe learned earlier, actually comes in. She's like, oh no, look, I'm not here. Uh, so it's, you know, and then Clash comes into the studio, who's like the evil video with her fucking, like, arm symbols. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I have nothing but disdain for this character. She's like a goon and a menace and adds no value to, like, like, it's not even that, like, you know, she's annoying. I just don't think she serves any purpose within the realm of the show and in society in general. Like, I think the world would be a better place without Clash. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really have any talent, like, no, like, winning personality traits. She doesn't look no. good. She has a fucking, like, she rat looks... hair mess mop top yeah. shit do going on. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, whoever, like, came up with the idea of, like, an afro and a rat tail together needs to be executed. Yeah, it's offensive to the eyes, and they're fucking arm symbols, dude. I cannot get over that. It's just, <laughs> why would anyone walk around with those, one, and then have them just actually go, like, clash in people's faces? It is, like, <laughs> it is nothing but grating and, I don't know, disgusting. Yeah, no, she's the worst. Fucking crap. Um... But yeah, she basically introduces herself as um, the Misfits' biggest fan, and like the Misfits are like, okay, whatever, like, I don't really give a shit about you, but like, let's be annoying together. Right. Um, And, but like, she ingratiates herself to them by kind of showering them with praise, which the Misfits are super into, obviously. Right, right. Which adds to my whole disdain for this character. She, like, I think she also is, like, void of personality. That's why her, just, like, defining characteristic is a noise. Uh, so mm-hmm. she just latches on to, like, whoever's around her who will, like, take her bullshit. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. There's probably, like, a tragic story <laughs> behind her. Yeah, but, like, knows. much like Ashley, I do not care. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I care about who you are today, not, like, what happened in your past to make you this way. Exactly, exactly. I don't need, I don't need a soft story. I need a, I need some (laughs) fucking showmanship right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, moving on from our clash (laughs) hatred, because, like, this could go on forever, apparently. Yeah, dark pit that is bottomless. (laughs) So, um, Anthony Julian is, like, also super annoyed by clash, and it's like, get off the set immediately because you are not supposed to be here, like, and you're super annoying. Yeah, yeah true. Um, and then Pizzazz kind of steps in and she's like, no, like, you can't kick Clash off. And Eric fires him. Um, and Julian, Anthony Julian, leaves. In a, in um, a huff. And um, before in a huff. Eric basically is like, I'm going to direct this movie. I can do this as well. Um, and all this shit is happening, and I just really, really love, there's, like, these stagehands on, like, a ladder putting something up, and there's this one dude with, like, giant sideburns who just goes, huh, this production is, like, in real big trouble. It's like, dude, yeah, like, do you have eyeballs? Have you seen what's happening? This show's a mess. (laughs) Yeah, no, the show's going nowhere fast. Um, but, like, Eric and the Misfits in their hubris and delusion, uh, can't really see that. They're, they think that they're killing it. Right. Um, um, in their own eyes, they're anyway, calling it. 
And in their own eyes. As this kerfuffle is taking place, let's not forget there's, uh, Bonnie has an eye doctor appointment on Saturday or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because we go back to Starlight House, and it's like, a Peggy Hill housemate, that's like the thing she says to Jerrica, like, oh yeah, remember this plot line? Jerrica's like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, her eye appointment is on Saturday because we all care so much about this. Right. And it's like really shady of the writer of this episode, Christy Marks, to, like, try, like, insi- like, to always, like, wedge this, like, orphan plotline aspect into each episode, because it makes me feel like a garbage person to be like, I don't give a shit about these orphans, like, orphans get out of my face, but, like, when it's irrelevant, <laughs> or, See, like, as, you as know, serves no purpose. I, have, I don't have any negative feelings uh, about me disliking the you know, boring orphan <laughs> subplots. Uh, but I do find them a little bit annoying and, like I said, boring. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, boo-hoo. Like, Bonnie can't see. Like, I don't even know who Bonnie yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. You're one of, like, countless you know, orphans <laughs> in this house, dude. Sorry, you're not that special. <laughs> My prediction is that in the next episode, Bonnie is going to... Like, sing a song. Oh, uh, yeah, and then, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I cannot see. Like, who am I? Right, like, right, I don't know. Right, who right. will I be? Yeah, they, oh, but, there you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> Do you know how I like the Jets? <laughs> you want a job, lady? That's pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, that might have been a better song than anything. Let's I agree. I agree. Probably better than the one Bonnie is going to sing, which I, I know at some point she sings, because we met that guy, the uh, the singing voice of Bonnie, and he... Yeah. He, I know he's in at least a, a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, So I think this is her time to shine, and my prediction is that they're going to throw a benefit concert, because uh. the... <laughs> the... Um, Eye surgery is so expensive that they need to raise money for it. Right, right. And, like, the solution to all problems is music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, so we have that much and- to look forward to <laughs> in next episode because, you know, yeah, you, you gotta love an orphan ta- an orphan app. An orphan app. An orphan app. That's what they call them. Um, so anyway, like, speaking of music, right, we, we get the next yeah, song yeah. called Jealousy. Jealousy. Pretty good song in my mind. I like the lyrics. Yeah, I, I don't like. I I I got excited. Um, I <laughs> I like jealousy. I have no uh, nothing bad to say about jealousy. I really like the like the uh, like the the use of fire and flashy lights in this episode to de- demonstrate mm-hmm. jealousy because like you know fires of rage and I don't know flashing lights of envy. <laughs> flashing lights of envy. As people say that, right? Yeah, people totally say that. Right. But I really like the lyrics when she's like, Doesn't it hurt? Jealousy, baby. Right, doesn't right, it right. burn? Jealousy, doesn't it consume your soul? Yeah, it's true. It's Making little, yeah. you lose control. Jealousy, jealousy. Yeah. I true. thought that was, like, pretty hot. That is pretty hot. Like, when you bust it out like that, it's, uh, it's a powerful couple of lines. Consume your soul. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, really evokes a strong image. And listener, picture um, what Jocelyn just sang with, like, fires and Rio's face <laughs> happening everywhere. Um, yeah, Rio's very angry face. And the end of this music video ends with uh, Rio, like, really socking it to Yeah, he just straight Nick. up punches Nick. Yeah, in the episode you have, like, Nick and Jem kind of, like, kissing or, like, doing scenes from the movie and Rio in the backdrop or like randomly elsewhere is like all seething with rage. And then it comes to a, a point or it comes to a peak or, you know, the pot boils over or another metaphor <laughs> at the end. And Rio fucking punches them right in the face. Love it. Love it. Um, he's so yeah, toxic. Yeah. He, it's like, it's in some ways, I guess, like I kind of not feel for him, but like understand like you can't express these complex emotions other than through your physicality and like violence which uh, is sad but also sad for him and just terrifying for everybody else oh yeah for sure um yeah I mean there's a lot going on for Rio a lot of complicated emotions and I guess like he doesn't really know how to handle this situation but like that being said though so he's burning with raging fires of jealousy over someone else kissing Jim, who is not his girlfriend, <laughs> just his side piece. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, straight up clocks a, an actor for doing his job <laughs> because he's jealous of his side piece being with another man, even in this fictional setting. Uh, so I actually have less sympathy for Rio. He's being crazy. Yeah, he is being crazy. But if you think about it, like, Pizzazz is also planting the seeds in his mind. Like, saying, like, ooh, you think, like, Jem and Nick are going to become a thing? Like, ooh, isn't Jem yeah, yeah, so yeah. duplicitous or whatever? And, like... Pizzazz is a great episode. She has a really good episode when it comes to, like, sneakiness and uh, general, like, bitchhood. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, a mad cunt. <laughs> she actually she also, she, she also has a great line after this episode's done because you know everyone's calling for like Rio to get off sick she just like he just clocked the uh the main actor and Pizzazz is kind of like no no like he stays on or like you know you lose me kind of thing <laughs> and she basically says to Rio like you better be very nice to me for this and I just I really appreciate a good subtle blackmail as well oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah um yeah, good stuff, Pizzazz. Good stuff, good stuff, Pizzazz. Yeah, uh, she's not a great person in this, and it's wonderful to watch. Exactly, exactly. It's art in motion. Um, yeah. And then we go to commercial. Yeah. Because, you know, the tension was so high. And we come back, and Lindsay Pierce is standing outside of the, mu the movie studio, kind of announcing that there's a live press conference for the movie, which I don't know why this movie has generated so much fucking buzz. Like, don't these people There's have... no reason. Don't these people have any other more important news to talk about? And since when does, like, a movie hold a press conference? Well, I guess they do when they're, like, you know, when the movie's done and they're, like, marketing the movie. Yeah. But really, like, mid-production, you know? Yeah, no, this is, like, not warranted at, at all. And I also like Lindsay Pierce for always coming in looking like she could either be hosting an MTV-style talk show or... Uh, leading a jazzercise class. Right. Uh, it's pure 80s. And also, actually, um, I was reading on rockgem.com. Shout out. Oh, holla yeah, boys. Yeah. Holla. holla boys. <laughs> um, I was reading on there. <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I'm so sorry. Yeah, everyone, I'm really, really sorry <laughs> for that. But go on, please. I was reading that 
um, Lindsay Pierce uh, appears in this outfit for the first time this episode. Oh, um, okay. And like while I was talking about how the other characters had outfits to match their doll outfits, um, Lindsay's outfit also changes, but she doesn't have a doll, which I find kind of sad because Lindsay is a really hot character and she deserves a doll. Yeah, I like Lindsay. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I hope like fucking video doesn't have a doll or like God forbid Clash. <laughs> oh my God, who would buy a Clash doll? I have no idea. I'd buy it to maybe melt it, but even then. <laughs> like to pull her head off and like hang yeah, from the yeah. ceiling. Exactly. I wouldn't even use it for witchcraft. I wouldn't even use it for witchcraft. I... That would, <laughs> it would blow up in my face, you know? <laughs> that would be some like demonic shit. Yeah, but like, not good for me or the world type stuff. It'd be the darkest of magics. You know? <laughs> um, so anyway, um, when this whole press conference is starting, Nick says to Jem, like, remember to play up our romance to the press for publicity. And right. Rio is kind of in a huff and is like, I should just leave now. But Pizzazz is like, no, 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 stick around. Like, you must, you mustn't miss our little surprise. Right, um, right. Super twisted. Super twisted. Beautiful. Um, and basically the reporters swarm Gemma and Nick and someone is like, what does it feel like to be the star of your own movie? And Nick says, um, like, basically she has the benefit of my experience, sweetheart. And Right. He's real creepy. And the the press people like play into his having his hands all over Jim, making it seem like there's some sort of item, because they come out with these questions like, are you guys dating? Are you guys like a hot number? Will it be a public wedding? Uh, and then he sort of like kisses her, like for the cameras. Yeah. Do you think there are any r- rumors circulating that we're a hot number, Michael? <laughs> no, Justin. One, no one listened to this. Two, no one knows who we are. And three, everyone knows I'm way out of your league. Whoa. <laughs> that is so rude. I feel like we're... No, no, no. We're in the same league. If not, you might be out of my league, TBH. I'm, I'm kind of short. Um, But, like, we're different, like, sexualities. So does right. it matter? I mean, we'll never actually be dating, of course. But, like... But I feel like it does matter. Of course it does. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think we're I in the know. same league. You're very handsome. I would say... I would say so. You're very pretty as well. You're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Someone needed to say it. <laughs> and I did, and I did. No, I, I meant, meant about, too. I me- oh, thank you. I meant about both of us. We needed to, like, oh, yeah, praise yeah, exactly. each we- other. Yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the blatant, unabashed egotism aside. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you can really feel it. <laughs> it's palpable. Exactly. Um so basically, like, Nick, like, plants went on Jem, and they're, like, kissing in front of everyone, and Kimber is pissed about it because she's super into uh, Nick, but she also is, like, tired of Jem, like, kind of stealing all of the thunder. And Eric... Right, which... Yeah. Which, yeah, which I totally get, and I, like, I, like you're about to say, Eric, you know, understanding all of the... Well, maybe not intricate, but um, all of the, like, emotional calamity going, with on, going within uh, Kimber... He, like, takes this opportunity to fuck with her, uh, comes in with his, like, Jedi mind tricks and goes, like, you know, you know the real talent of the group, you don't need Jim, I can get you a scene with Nick, 
Uh, it's masterfully done, especially because it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the talent of the group, and, like, she probably should be recognized a little bit more. Yeah, and that is a definite, like, high EQ move for Eric to really see right, through right. Kimber and see, like, the core of her discontent and resentment. Yeah, it's sad he only uses his powers for evil, you know? Yeah, like, who could he have, bu- who could he have been if he was a nice guy? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's a mystery we'll have to delve into at a later time. I think we should, you know, really ponder that. Yeah. Sit on it for a while. Sit on it. <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> um, oh, I was about to say I'd sit on Eric, but like, I really wouldn't, actually. <laughs> you would sit on Nick. Oh, 100%, dude. 100%. Even as creepy as he is, I would still do it. <laughs> there isn't a character in the show I would sit on. Maybe, no, the thick cowboy, the thick motorcycle cowboy. I, yeah, I I, I take a ride on that. (laughs) Or drama cowboy. (laughs) Drama cowboy for his personality, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, Such a drama cowboy. cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) So, and yeah, we have uh, Mind Games uh, played by Eric. And as this is all happening... The Misfits kind of bust out this, like, movie sign they made where they basically just, you know, kind of cut Gem the Holograms out. And it's like, we're the new stars of this show. The Gem the Holograms are our co-stars. It's like the Misfits featuring Gem the Holograms. They have this, like, giant sign. In tiny um, letters. The Gem and the Holograms in letters, are yes. written in tiny letters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, Pizzazz somehow, like, drops or subtly hints or not so subtly that her father owns the studio kind of thing. So don't no one fuck with her. Yeah, pretty much. That's her favorite angle to play, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she has money. It's all she really has, so you might as well just talk about it constantly. For sure. Um, so, yeah, Rio is like, I didn't know anything about this, which, you know, why is... So Jem is mad at about it, understandably, but, like, Rio is like, I didn't know anything about this, and Jem is like, oh, I'm sure you didn't. Like, why would he know anything about this? Yeah, it's really, it was a really weird moment of, like, Jen, like, yeah, why don't you believe Rio? You have, there's no evidence to suggest otherwise. Um, and it's especially strange because you're the one kind of seeing another guy, at least to the public. Like, you think she'd be a little bit more apologetic? Yeah, she just came off of kissing a guy for publicity. Right. Um, and then directly after this, I really had this, there's a really funny moment with, like, some, like, light, subtle racism. Because uh, Eric's, like, taking questions or whatever, and they're basically like, you know, you've never directed a film before. Uh, and he's basically like, that's why I have, like, you know, the greatest crew. Like, I have helpful Miguel. And she's like, oh, yeah, Miguel, the helpful Mexican, for sure. <laughs> you know what? I read that moment as kind of racist, too. And right, yeah. I'm not exactly sure why. I don't know if it's because it's coming from Eric or what. I don't, uh, yeah, I think it's because it's coming from Eric. He's talking about, like, a person of color that he's basically just kind of, like, using to get his own way kind of thing. I don't know. It's, I, I took it as, like, he's basically just, like, using these people of color for labor. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're being paid, so I mean, that's not necessarily, like, bad, but well, I don't know. It, he did earlier on, like, threaten to fire Miguel. True, true, true. He was shitty to Miguel earlier. That is right. That is right. Yeah, but anyway, we don't like Eric talking about our visible minorities. <laughs> exactly, that is not his place. <laughs> <laughs> don't 
Don't talk to us. Don't look at us. Don't talk about us. Yeah. Who are you, white man? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> a white man in a suit. Yeah, exactly. In the 80s? Scary. Scary shit. That actually is terrifying. I bet he was, like, in bed with Ronald Reagan or, like, I don't know, George H.W. Bush. Do you mean, like, in bed, like, sexually or, like, you know, metaphorically? <sighs> I meant metaphorically, but I... In my dreams, sexually. Yeah, same. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. I think, like... Eric would hit up a bathhouse, bath like, when he's, like, really high on meth at, like, five in the morning, you know? <laughs> and then he'd, like, pretend not to remember it the next day. Right, right, right. He'd go back to, like, being super homophobic in, like, every other aspect of his life. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so much shame, Eric. <laughs> so much shame. What broke you, Eric? <laughs> uh, the latest in our ongoing narrative of uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric Raymond's psy- psyche. <laughs> Um, anyways, some more bullshit happens. Um, <laughs> no, but speaking of, speaking of Eric and how shitty he is, we go back to Pizzazz's dad's house, uh, Ooh, or office, I should say. Yes. Mr. Gabor. Um, and... Gabor. <laughs> Gabor, 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 sorry. <laughs> you can't keep queering everything, Michael. <laughs> I can try, Jocelyn, I can try. You're trying to flex uh, that McGill degree for every penny oh, yeah, exactly. it was worth. That's what that was. It wasn't a slip of the tongue, it was definitely intentional for sure for sure <laughs> um, so mr gabor's up in his office you know talking to the oil patches and all that jazz and uh what's his face mr sands is there uh basically telling him like you know eric raymond is total shit like you shouldn't trust him he's gonna like you know drive your studio to the ground he's not listening to any of this until mr sands is like you could lose millions and mr gabor and he's like did you say millions like what <laughs> money i could lose it <laughs> to which he gets concerned, but I think then I think he just brushes it off. He's like, oh no, but Pizzazz wants this, so like whatever. Yeah, and his whole parenting style seems to be whatever will get Pizzazz out of my face is what's best here. Exactly, which we've all met Pizzazz. You kind of understand it. Uh, and also, interestingly, Mr. Gabor looks like pretty. I, I thought half Asian, <laughs> but he definitely looks like half. Yeah. Half Asian something. Um, um, so in I, a scene. So, okay. This might be complete misinformation. Do not at me. But I'm pretty okay. sure Gabor is a Hungarian last name. And oh, okay. a lot of Hungarians are descendants of um, Genghis Khan. Okay, okay. So maybe he's uh, part Asian. And also, maybe I just made up a fact there. Yeah, uh, I like it, because it explains what I'm seeing in the moment, uh, which is my favorite kind of facts, they're convenient. Uh, um, but, you know, listener, let us know, let us know, maybe, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Yeah, maybe it's not, but, you know, alternative facts are so in right now. <clears throat> Very true. Um, I alternate between facts all the time. Fact, fiction, it's all the same. Yeah. So... Moving on to the best song of the episode and maybe the show. Uh, I agree. I Universal agree. Appeal, which happens after all of this. It's a total eclipse. The moon's overtaking the sun. It's a total eclipse. We're coming to grips. You'll be left in the shadows when I get done. For I got Universal Appeal. Universal Baby. Appeal. Universal Appeal. Universal Appeal. Universal Appeal. Universal Appeal. 
Um, and basically, pizzazz is kind of at the center of the universe in like a beautiful sleeveless blue jumpsuit with a little matching hat and a sash. And yeah, like chic space witch action. Yeah. I think that like kind of like sums it up. It, she looks great. And so much is happening in this musical or musical music video. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of inner well, a lot uh, interstellar, a lot of celestial imagery. Like it opens up with like these two spheres like racing each other, and like one is blue, one is yellow, and like one is the moon, and one is the sun. And you realize like the moon is pizzazz, and the sun is gem, and like the moon slowly takes over the sun, and like I don't know, makes it crash away or something. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. So basically, it's a total eclipse. Which matches the opening lyrics of the song, which is like, it's a total eclipse, the moon's taking over the sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why, yeah, you got that sun-moon very blatant imagery. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, shortly thereafter, I really like, maybe this happens at the eclipse part, but you basically have, like, Pizzazz, Roxy, and Stormer all in, like, in a circle, and the sun sphere that is gem kind of, like, enters the circle, and they eventually, like, they just start, like, pressing their hands together until, like, the sphere becomes smaller and smaller and smaller until, like, it blacks out. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was, again, super witchy and just very, like, I don't know, really, really cool looking. Yeah. And I also like how, at one point, the holograms are flying around Pizzazz in orbit of her, which... Right, right, which is really cool. Yeah, reinforces the idea that she's, uh, the center of the universe. Right, you get, like, creepy constellation misfits, and I also, like, you know, want to point out that Roxy also looks mad witchy, and Stormer is, like, Island Bayou Witch. It's, they're both great looks. <laughs> Island Bayou Witch. I need to go back and check that outfit out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good look. It's just, you know, uh, she's not quite, you know, she's not, she's not Space Witch. That's definitely not, she's definitely not Space Witch. Mm-hmm. Much more of, like, a, you know, a, a Southern-style witch, maybe, like, near a swamp. <laughs> And Lord knows the swamps are full of witches. Oh, dude, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the song ends, and um, Jem is, like, really pissed off at Pizzazz, and they start fighting by swinging these stars that are tethered to the ceiling right, at right. each other. Like, yeah, which I love. And Jem, I think's line is, like, you're done throwing your weight around, which is like I don't know, maybe like a like a like a fat joke. I don't know. Uh, and and Pizzazz is like I've only begun and throws a star at her. Uh, they have a star fight, you know, it's cool. And um, I actually appreciated that Jerica or Jem stood up for herself in this moment because usually she's such a beta bitch. So true, I agree. Uh, but I also think Pizzazz would like ruin Jem. Oh yeah, for sure. If like there was a scrap, like if they're in like a. If there was a back alley a back alley smackdown happening, Pizzazz would definitely take her. Exactly. Or Pizzazz would like, you know, have the upper hand, maybe like Jem would get one hit in, Pizzazz would be like, oh, this shit's not for me, call in Roxy, and then Roxy would really fuck Jem up. <laughs> yeah, like with a rusty shiv. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buster kneecap. Like, not curb stomper, but, like, get her into curb stomp position and whisper in her ear, like, I could have, you know, I could have. Right? That is terrifying. Yeah, it is really scary. I don't know why my mind went there. But that is, yeah, I don't know, Michael. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. Um, So, you know, they had this fight and they pull, like, people pull them off each other and uh, Jim quits. She's like, you know, I'm done with this. Uh, Kimber is wearing some really ugly green thing, which I do not like. 
But she does demonstrate her loyalty because she's like, you know, I'm going to go with Jem. Like, screw you, Eric, and your promise of a scene. Like, I don't need this shit. Uh, yeah. And I, I also love how in this moment, because, like, Jem, as people who we've, you know, the audience doing the episode, we understand where Jem's coming from. She's put up with a lot of bullshit. It seems, you know, logical for her to storm off. But everyone thinks, like, Jem's just, like a giant prima donna bitch about it. They're like, oh, like, glad she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, the freaking uh, hair stylist or makeup artist who already hates her. It's like, yep, right, right, typical right. Jem. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking classic gem. It's like you don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> but she does, you know? She does. Um, My prediction for next episode is that she's going to realize how awful the misfits are, and then she'll be like, oh, Jem, like, so sorry. Like, I shouldn't have listened to Pizzazz. Yeah, you're pro- honestly, you're probably right, because that's the formula that... Uh, you know, they use in the show, but yeah, we'll see. Everyone has to end up loving Gem and the Holograms. That's the formula. Right. Which, to segue of people loving Gem and the Holograms for almost no reason, <laughs> uh, video comes out basically saying like, you know, I can't make my movie anymore, which is like, it's fucking ridiculous. She's making a documentary about a movie that no one's going to care about. It has no bearing <laughs> on anything. Um, and, but anyway, she says that, and Jem apologetically is like, oh, like, you know, you're not gonna be able to make your movie, and Video replies, like, getting to know, getting to know you is, like, not a waste of time, and it's like, have you had an extended conversation with Jem yet? Like, how long have you known this girl that you're, like, you know, the last three days that you've wasted is okay because you befriended this mysterious rock star? I don't buy it. Right, I don't buy it either. Either it's mad ass-kissing because she's a rock star, or, rock star, or... She has, like, a gay thing for Jem, which is the idea I'm a proponent of. Yeah, I ship that. I, I see video as a lesbian, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. I definitely ship them over Jem and Rio. Yeah, I ship everyone over Jem and Rio. <laughs> I ship Jem and Jerrica over Jem and Rio. Ooh, Jem and Jerrica. That's, like, self-love. self-love. Yeah. <laughs> Auto-sexuality. She could do it, too, because, like, she could just get, well, she wouldn't be able to, like, do it, do it, but she could, like, have the illusion of herself around, because she could have, uh, uh, Synergy cast an illusion. Yeah, and she'll be, like, Showtime Synergy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we all, and Synergy knows all about Showtime. Oh, yeah. She'll, oh, like, yeah. dim the lights and have Barry White play. <laughs> exactly. The illusions of, like, a bare rug in a fireplace appear. <laughs> <laughs> As Jeb, like... Touches, Jerrica touches herself. She's like, ooh, Jem. Ooh, uh, okay, let's stop talking. Let's stop talking. About I don't like this anymore. I'm into it. I'm already hard. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm uh, wet. I'm wet. Right, right. I, I buy both. Um, so, and at the very close of this episode, because remember, we have this orphan subplot going on. Um, we go to the eye doctor, and the eye doctor's basically like, yeah, this little bitch is definitely going blind. Um, she has some sort of, like, degenerative eye condition. I love how they're, like, she, they probably, like, you know, Bonnie probably inherited it from her parents. It's like, yeah, we get it. She's an orphan. Right? Uh, Like, I don't know who her parents are. It's like, boo-hoo, you know, shit happens. That wouldn't help. That wouldn't help anyways. It really doesn't matter where your parents are. You got the disease. Right. But anyway. Anyway, so then, uh, the doctor's like, she might not have any more eyesight in months, if not weeks. And then it, you know, ends like, to be continued, dun-dun-dun, because we obviously care a lot about this. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm like not super invested in any of the plot lines that are going on, but I did enjoy the ride of this episode. Oh yeah, I like this episode overall. At uh, I think we're like we're entering into like general kind of just gem zaniness right. where the episodes, you know, don't really ma- I don't really have like an overarching like narrative, and they're not all like two or four parters or whatever. Uh, and the insanity ensues, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode? Baddest bitch of the episode, uh, I'm giving it to Pizzazz. Uh, not only did she have universal appeal, which the entire song is about her being, like, a supreme being, and also, you know, a bad bitch, inherently because of that, and also because she has some great gossip game in this episode, which I wouldn't necessarily say is a, like, is, you know, a bad bitch move, but she does it enough and it's so effective that I think it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'd agree with that. She definitely did have bad bitch energy. I don't really know who I would give it to otherwise. Like, exactly. Jem was part of it. Ugh, the worst. I mean, you could give it to Synergy because she revealed that she can cast 600 holograms. Holograms? Hologram, holograms. <laughs> <laughs> Holographic images in a minute. But, like, that's not enough. She wasn't present enough I didn't the see her do it. If I saw her cast 600 illusions simultaneously without losing any energy power, what she says, <laughs> then I'd be impressed and I'd give it to her. But I didn't see that synergy. Sorry. Um, who else? We could give it to Miguel because I feel bad for him. Me too. Um, but, he- but was he a bad bitch though? <laughs> no. I didn't think so. I would maybe give it to the stagehand with the sideburns for that one line he had. <laughs> maybe Mr. Gabor. Yeah, Mr. Gabor. He was he was pretty he was he was a boss in this episode. Yeah, he was giving I would I would give him a nomination at least. Yeah, he was giving me like oil tycoon realness, the house down exactly. boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Millions? Millions? <laughs> Do you say money? <laughs> yeah, you like really played that role quite well. I uh, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um but no, you're right. Pizzazz definitely deserved it. She was uh quite toxic, but like that's right, fine. yeah. To the extreme. That's yeah, but that's exactly it's fine. <laughs> bad bitch doesn't always have to mean like, you know, good at being bad, but also just bad. Yeah, it could just mean like the best at being bad. Yeah, exactly. My thing that I just said made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, who do we think is the biggest bitch? Biggest bitch of the episode, I'm giving it to uh, Nick Predator Man, yes. whatever his name is. Yes. Um, because uh, he was a total creep this entire episode, and I, yeah, yeah, he was a huge bitch in every level. More like little bitch because I think a lot of like the moves that he played are like like total little bitch moves, but he did them enough in such a gigantic public setting that he was such a bitch about it yeah i mean i think rio could give him a run for his money in this episode to be honest you're not wrong there you are not wrong and quite honestly i could be convinced over rio because he also did some stupid shit this episode and like really i don't know like kind of didn't trust jem in ways that he should have and was also like not entitled to like be possessive about it you know yeah and he leaned into his attraction for jem super hard this episode like Without any shame whatsoever. Very true, very like, true. Like, he told Jerrica to her face that Jem is, like, sizzling hot. Oh, and yeah. was like, no, oh, but no, you're, okay. like, dependable or whatever. Like, who the fuck like would say that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck Rio. But also, that was, like, such a little bitch move on 
Jerrica's part two to be like, Jem looks pretty good tonight. That that is also pretty fucking true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm just for that example alone, I'm inclined to give it to fucking Jerrica Benton. <laughs> Because, like, why would you fucking say that, Jerrica? Like, you know what's gonna, you know what the response is gonna be. Oh, uh, yeah. No, there are so many, like, contenders for this title, this episode, to be honest. I'm gonna give it to Rio because he was just, like, such a little bitch. Yeah, let's fucking give it to Rio. I agree. I was gonna, like, I was gonna get, let you, throw, like, you know, basically claim the winner here because my, uh, my heart was split three ways. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is where, like, the Rio hatred really starts to come through, because he's the worst. It's true, it's true, and, like, we're only gonna see more of it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find that he's the biggest bitch of the episode from here on out, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more often than not, except when Ashley appears. That's when you get a lot of Ashley in this episode. Oh, what am I saying, though? Like, Clash is a huge contender. But she was such a minor role this episode. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I don't even want to acknowledge her to the point of giving her any sort of title. Um, because while, yeah, I, let's, not, let's, let's gloss over that. Fuck Clash. Never want to hear about her. Right. I mean, Eric could also be a contender. <laughs> no, I liked Eric in this episode, though. I liked it. Yeah, Eric was fun. He was more of a boss bitch in this episode. Like, evil, but kind of a boss bitch. Yeah, yeah, He, like, knew what he was doing. And, like, he worked that lawyer line yet again. And I enjoyed that I he just felt the I need know. to say it again. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love hearing it every time. It's like, all right, dude. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You're a sleazeball. We get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a good sleazeball. He does not care that he is one, and that's just who he is, and I respect that. I respect it, too, and uh, with that, I think that uh, brings this episode of Gem Girls to a close. Be sure if you enjoyed this, and maybe if you didn't, but you can just lie to yourself and say you did. <laughs> uh, rate us and review us. Give us those five glorious stars wherever you listen to podcasts. It would, uh, you know, help uh, spread the good word of Gem. You could be a Gemissary yourself, a Gembassador, if you will. A Gembassador. And we do have... A Twitter and Instagram account because we are up to date like that. What up? What up? What up? Social what media. up? Social memes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I like. I like you tried it, but never say social memes again. <laughs> you know, like the alcohol mead, like the old time yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. It's like right, social right, right. memes. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Okay. I tried. Anyway, that's Michael Sling. That's not my thing. <laughs> I need to stay oh, in my lane. Clearly, that, stay that in came my up lane. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> I'll stay in my lane. I'll stay in my lane. Cool, cool, cool. Um. So anyway, our handle for both Twitter and Instagram is at Gem Girls Podcast. Yeah. Please follow us. Please like our posts. We're thirsty for them likes. So true. Uh, we crave validation. <laughs> uh, um, and anyways. On that note, uh, we're going to end the episode here for real this time. No more tangents. Until next time, stay outrageous. Stay out racist. <laughs> Fuck. Stay out racist. <laughs> stay out there and stay racist. <laughs> stay. Dude, I have div- Just Go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. You got it. Stay outrageous. All right. That's the close. That's a wrap. <laughs>